Welcome to Enlivening Musings. I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And today we have a super, super special guest. Her name is Shamini, and she is a professional astrologer and an ordained minister. She has been practicing astrology for over a decade, studying both Western and Vedic astrology, and utilizing the whole sign house system. Shamini is a single mother of two fantastic children, as well as a part-time childcare provider. Shamini is also an avid reader, writer, runner, and loves to cook. Shamini is passionate about promoting an ethical practice and observes humanistic astrology, an approach that simultaneously recognizes destiny, but honors the practice of free will and the transforming of conflict into harmony. Mm. She aims to practice astrology in a way that easily relates to everyday life and to teach others how to better guide themselves through this lifetime. And she is by far one of my favorite people to resource as an astrologer ever. So I'm so, so, so happy you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yay. Oops, I'm dropping things over here. Sorry, folks. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm like really looking forward to this interview because who doesn't like talking about astrology and learning more about themselves, right? That's gives you such freedom. Yeah. Really. And, and it's what it we're all about, you know. And we yes. mention it in some of our stuff anyway because mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, this is what's happening, which is kind of funny because sometimes things are happening when we record before <laughs> they get out to the <laughs> listeners, as well as people listen in, you know, way later. Yeah. So it kind of makes me curious, though, is there anything super, super crazy that's happening right now that people should know about? I'm going to I'm going to get this one up right away. There is um, there is one thing out going on today. So Mercury, um, the planet of communication, is currently retrograde and um, in Libra. And today it sits at an opposition with Mars. And um, Mars represents our aggression and our energy. And opposition is um, not too terrible of a conflict, but they're just rubbing up against each other a little bit, you know, too uncomfortably. So we have to kind of like watch it for like testy comments today or, you know, oh, maybe yeah. diving into arguments that we could <laughs> just kind of curt around if we would slow down a little bit. So it's not anything crazy, but it's just kind of like... Oh, let's watch for being snarky. And today. is that just for today? That's just today. Okay. That's yeah. just today. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, everything today looks pretty good. We're in the thick of some stuff right now, but today looks good in All the right. thick of it. So awesome. That's funny. I should have known that before um, I got here today because yeah. I already experienced that. So that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we should say what the day we're recording, it's October 9th of 2021. Yep. Yep. So. No, no, no. Get home and get to work, everybody. Yes. Get up there. <laughs> so, I mean, let's start with the basics. What what got you into astrology? Um, You know, I get that a lot. People always are like, how did you get started in this? And I don't really have the best answer yet because um, it has just always been around. Um, I grew up with very unique parents, Split home, blended family, multiple revisions to the blended family, a lot of cultures going in and out. Um, we just traveled all over the U.S. I was born um, in Kaiserslautern, Germany, so it came to the U.S. when I was little. Um, and it's just it's just always been present. It's always been talked about. My, um, my dad, my biological dad, is um, 
an astronomer, an astrologer in his own way, um, doesn't, he's triple Taurus, doesn't really mind the details too well, but he's got an opinion on what he thinks it is and he's going to tell you. So kind of bullheaded astrology, I guess. Sorry, Dad, mm -hmm. if you're listening. <laughs> um, but he, he keeps up great, so that's nice now that I've progressed. But um, yeah, there's there's it's just always been around. I've got an older sister who is really into it. My mom has always encouraged it. My dad and my grandma have always talked about it. So it's um, it's just always been present. So it's I don't, I don't have some great story, except for it's just always been in my sphere. It's been a part of your life. I, I think I, that's I cool. I, I think that know. is a great story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know how much I even knew that actually about you. Like I knew. Yeah. Actually, my, my very first um, like astrology books and astronomy books, my dad gave them to me and um, he mailed me this like huge crazy box. I grew up flying back and forth like across the U.S. Um, to my mom and dad since I was like four or five probably. But um, my dad mailed me this huge box of books one time and it was um, just, you know, like uh Native American science, Native American approach to um, astronomy and astrology, a lot of like, um, you know, the Earth's natural cycles and, you know, looking at it in a grand, kind of a grand view. And um, so that was so special. So I've, um, I've got kind of this really unique collection of books that have got like all my dad's notes and stuff like that in it too. So it's well, been, yeah. I think that's one of my favorite things about you is how much you blend stuff and have such a like whole view like lens that you're looking through and um I don't know I mean so like some of that's in your heritage too yes right? like yep I mean my my dad made sure that when he was um providing me any type of astrological or astronomical um education he always made sure it was rooted back um to like any of our native american ancestry um specifically um like the navajos and the Illinois tribes um a lot there um i also grew up with um my mom married into a very devout catholic family um and so from there my dad um, took it a step forward and started um, showing me books like um how the book god is red can deeply correlate to like um uh, Native American astronomy and kind of how some of the earth, the the earth that those two books and passages are written around focus around like the same longitude and latitude. So like just the implications of like the land and being able to understand context of, um, of information in history, not so much just from, you know, a textbook's point of view, but really being able to feel it and understanding that, um, you know the the earth and the and the universe and the cosmos and all of these cycles are one you know one thing so i i was very very um blessed to be able to have a mentor um who kind of kept up with all of the things i was being exposed to as a child and showed me how you can you can continue on with all of these beliefs and all of these experiences and all of these new people and all of it can root back to this and can stay connected to this so that's so cool. I had goosebumps all over <laughs> my body while you were talking yeah. about that. That's Thank really you. sweet. So your biological dad watched you navigate through life and then just kind of supported that journey. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. He's, wow. Yeah, he's very cool. Like he's that. very cool. He's kind of continuously done that. We, we've always lived on opposite sides of the country, um, but he has always been great about really supporting me um, where I'm at with whatever he could. So education in uh, unique areas has been kind of his forte. 
That's cool. awesome. Yeah, thank you. I feel like that leads into just how much it's affected your own life and your own personal growth. So I think a great question from there is, how can astrology be used for somebody to really understand themselves or help with their own development, their own growth? Sure. Um, you know, someone asked me one time, like, what do you do with a reading after you get it? Like, do you just stick it in a drawer? Do you just like save it in your email kind of thing? And um, I've always kind of thought about that. And I think my answer now is, well, you embody it. Like that yeah. is what you do with your reading. So, you know, you reach out to your astrologer, you look online or however you choose to get your information. And um, then when you start to resonate with it or start to recognize the parts that feel true to you, you can just step into those more and um, or step away from them more because, you know, there's a shadow side and the light side to all of it. And, um, and you just do, you just really start to live it. And then I think... Um, the more into your chart and the more awareness you have from from that uh, you know initial reading or that that first experience with it, um, maybe you start to keep up with, you know, oh, you know, my ruling planet is Mars, and oh, I'm kind of feeling aggressive today. I wonder what Mars is doing, and then you could look at your transits. So then, you know, from your natal chart, you can look at what the sky is doing today, reflecting, you know, in your chart. And you can say, oh, wow, Mars is doing all these really testy things. It's exactly how I'm feeling. Um, what would be a way to scale back from this? So when you said Mars is my ruling planet, how does somebody figure that out? Okay. Like um, what? <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, so we'll rewind. <laughs> so you, so you'd get your, you get your natal chart reading. And or maybe you just figure out what your sun sign is, right? So let's say, since I said Mars, let's say someone said, oh, you're an Aries. Okay, so you'd say, I'm an Aries. And you go to Google and like, Aries, yeah. astrology, you know, ruled by Mars. Um, so that means that Aries, <laughs> are you an Aries? I'm an Aries. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, so, you know, so you, you would look and see that, um, so, you know, all of the, all of the information about Aries and, and the correlation and the mythology um, that relates it back to Mars. And and you could, you could essentially plan your life kind of around a f what a few planets are doing once you understand every, every zodiac, so each 12, you know, all the zodiacs have a planet that's, you know, tied with. They're kind of mascots for each other, their team. Um, but they'll say ruling just because that is the planet that rules it. That's the planet it's linked with, so... That. So this current Mars stuff you talked about in the beginning, Katie. Yeah, <laughs> you're really feeling, feeling it. it. You really are feeling it. Yeah, yeah. definitely today. Yeah. So this was a question I had too. I and so I've I've had like a birth, the natal chart, your done. natal chart, birth chart. Yeah, yeah. and it yep. was it to me that was really really cool mm -hmm. um, to know like this is how people maybe perceive you, right? And then this is. Um, your default is kind of how the person I work Right, with. yep, your sun, so, moon, and rising. So I was curious to you, like, what do you think is the most um, important of those three for people to okay. learn about? Your sun, moon, and rising. So I'm going to give you two answers, right, because I have to. Um, mm -hmm. So your moon, I 
always think it's the moon. You're, the moon is what I want to know, you know? So a lot of the time someone is talking to me and I'll be able to say, mm, when is your birthday? Oh, I think that you are a Gemini. You are a Gemini. And then I'll notice some type of mannerism and I'll say, that wasn't very Gemini. And um, it's kind of those quick little behind the scene movements that you catch every now and then, that's someone's moon. And that's always what I want to know. Because your moon is like that emotional driving force that like um, is what pushes you to exhibit all of these other characteristics out, you know, your rising and your sun, but the moon is like that internal hidden emotional factor that pushes it all out there. So I always want to know like, what is your moon? What is pushing you to really display your sun and your rising like this? So the moon is always my go-to. Um, but then beyond that, I always love knowing someone's moon and their Mars, because I want to know when you feel those feelings, what is the action that you take that's something that i think really tells you a lot about someone so Ooh, uh, that's fun so mine are yep. the same so Ooh, that is fun i mean i could look up my mars because i right. like all these astrology apps which was another question i had for you but so how do you uh, how do you figure out what your mars is you just have to like yeah you would look in your you would look in your chart <laughs> so when you get your reading done um when you get your reading done well you know, lots of people do them lots of ways. There's yeah. so many astrologers out there. Okay. So and in, in so a reading from me. I think that's really important, and you're probably going to go into that. Mm -hmm. But it was in your bio, too, how, you know, as I introduced you, you're talking about whole sign. And mm -hmm. that was something that shifted for me in my own thing is, like, how yeah. I drew my own charts. Right. Is, like, this different sign system. Yeah, so we looked at yours in a few in a few different housing systems too. and then that also which I kind of was saying earlier too how whole and complete you are with like the Vedic astrology now everything's gonna be totally different looking mm -hmm. and it's a totally different system so I think I know you have so much to say but I just kind of wanted to throw that out there like right. why I wanted as you answer that about that why do you use whole sign or why you know okay definitely um so First, so when you locating your Mars, when you get a reading, somewhere in your reading, it should say, or it might say, um, you know, Mars in Leo in the eighth house, and it will talk about those kinds of qualities. So it should really kind of lay out what your Mars, you know, where your Mars is at, the zodiac it's in, and then typically you'll be able to have an understanding from there. If you go onto the internet, um, you know, it will give you a graph or whatnot, and it will tell you kind of somewhere on there um but so it should in a reading if um some people you know some people actually do a lot of like video like recordings and stuff like that my art medium is writing I write everything um so I I give you not only like an image of your chart so you can see it for yourself and it's all color-coded you know kind of thing and then also it's I go I have a specific order that I work in, so I interpret kind of top to bottom of the chart. So it's almost like a list. So if you were to have a reading from me or, or someone who maybe practices similar to I do, you would be able to just kind of scroll, essentially, and be able to find it. Um, so it, sh it shouldn't be too tricky to locate mm -hmm. it. And if it is, you know, send an email and <laughs> say, hey, <laughs> I'm looking for this. Well, speaking of that, um, what – this was another question I had. What, what is your favorite app for astrology? Because I have some that I really like. I'm okay, so I can like. answer. I can answer both of these questions, right? So I can answer about the housing system and apps in this one. Because the apps, you know, that's uh, that's such a tricky one for me too. Because I, I just I do this so. Mm, 
professionally now. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of the apps just don't cut it for me anymore. Um, but so, so I do, I work in whole sign, um, whole sign recognizes I should rewind. I, um, I have a biology major with a math minor. So, um, all of that makes a lot of sense to me and like visually makes a lot of sense to me. Numbers kind of make a lot of sense to me. So when I was learning more about astrology and kind of getting into, you know, finding um, what made the most sense for me as I interpreted charts, I had to look through the different um, charting systems. So the charting system is basically just the mathematical uh, mm, the degree measurement system that people use when they are creating the actual graph of your natal chart. So not like, you know, it has nothing to do with the context, the reading wise. It's like what that actual uh, kind of overlay of, of chart, you know, longitude, the circle. latitude. The circle right? the that circle. you're going to see with yes. all the triangles yep. in it, the pie. So that however has, that is how sorted, that's look. yep, how yeah. that is sorted, the way that we sort that out, the way that we divide that and break that all down. Um, I use whole sign because it recognizes whole numbers. And to me, that I interpret that as um, recognizing whole units of energy. And um, I don't believe in mm, like wishy-washy or weak energy unless the math says this is wishy-washy or weak energy. So, um, you know, that's that's a very, like, blunt way of me kind of putting that. So I use whole sign because it uses a whole well, well-rounded well number. You know, imagine a ball kind of thing. And you're saying, like, oh, you've got, you know, Taurus here at this degree, and it's a whole solid number, and it's such a whole solid number, and I'm going to honor this placement, you know, so so true to what it is that I'm not even going to look at you know, that that other ball that's ener Aries energy right next to it. And I'm not even going to say that they touch. I'm not going to say they intermingle. I'm going to recognize them individually as they are. And that's how we're going to approach it. Because a lot of the other charting systems will break them down into smaller. So they'll say, oh, this is this ball, but this ball is comprised of 27 puzzle pieces. And I can take one out and I can put it over here. And so it's kind of Taurus energy, but oh, it's a little bit Aries energy. And I just don't work like that. I like it clear, crisp. Yeah. You know, broken down very evenly so that everything gets recognized as it is. I feel like it's so clean. It is. Like, yes. that's something that I noticed switching and even looking at my own chart. Mm -hmm. It was just like, it was like a sigh for yeah. me. I was like, oh, this. Oh, big time. When, this um, makes sense. You know, this so is clean. A whole sign, a whole sign is like, um, well, it's not the oldest, but it is the oldest, like, traditionally used um, measurement system. Um, the most commonly used system now, like in kind of like pop astrology, is um, Placidius. And Placidius was only, I mean, really founded, kind of put into existence in the 70s. And so it was trendy, and it was a really trendy way of looking at astrology all over again when it, you know, became big again. And, um, you know, the trendiness has just never died, and some people really like that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but, um, but there are, there are maybe three or four other charting systems that I love to look at or just different, um, interpretations as well. Um, you know, working in, um, Vedic astrology, that's a whole other world. And I think that that makes a lot of sense once you've reached a certain, maybe like awareness or maturity in life, you know, not everybody's ready for that chart. 
quite yet. Um. <laughs> that was my own personal journey with it too. I got a book when I was 21. That was a Vedic astrology book. And I was like, this makes me a Taurus. This is yeah. not real. Mm-hmm. And I went to the bookstore and returned it. Right. <laughs> I was mad. Yeah. I, um, now, now I'm all like, yes, I can embrace all of the earthiness about I'm me. I'm steadfast and I'm solid. And I, yeah. Um, so, so that, that is why I use whole sign. Um, and that's just kind of, that's just something I've came to. I don't even think I formally made the switch until actually kind of a fun story. Um, I did not formally make the switch until about four years ago. And at that point I was so compelled. I should say I am a Pisces and I'm a Pisces in my seventh house of relationships. So the way that I present myself to you and the way that we connect like really means so much to me. So if I misrepresent myself to you or if I have to go back and like say, oh no, I really, I meant it like this, you know, that I'm like, please be soft. Let's please be soft with each other. So, um, after I had been doing all this studying and going between looking at my own chart in a million different ways, I came to the conclusion that I can only work really in whole sign now. Like I've got to honor this. And, um, it was just, it was this kind of guilty wave because I had just started really making money in astrology. And I reached out to all of these clients, like maybe something like 200 of them. And we're like, I switched my <laughs> system, and if you guys want me to go back and redo your chart, I'll redo the whole thing because I don't mean what I said now, and I need you to know that if we were talking about this today, these aren't the words I want you know associated. This isn't this isn't what I feel comfortable with you reading anymore. I feel like you know. So you need an update, just I like did. a phone. Yep, I need an update. <laughs> um, but so then that brings me to apps. Um, because I do like, cause I've been on this emotional journey with housing systems. Um, I do like to switch between, you know, and, um, I do like to be able to see if I'm using an app, like if someone tells me, oh, I'm a Scorpio moon and, and I get the hint that maybe they're not a Scorpio moon. I'll say, okay, is that a Placidius? I don't know what Placidius is. All right. Do you mind if I put it in my app really quick and I see, and I'm going to pull it up in Placidius quick and say, oh, you are a Scorpio moon. And then I'm going to say, oh, but watch this. And I'm going to shift everything over by about five degrees. And oh, no, no, you're an Aries moon now. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> you know, um, so, so I like having a couple different apps. I like, let's see, I hear about, I hear about the pattern a lot and I hear mm-hmm. about CoStar a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't love CoStar. Um, I have to say it wasn't very ethically produced and a lot of the, um, the, the psychological breakdowns that they put down of things are a little bit, you know, not, not written as, as welcoming as they should be. Um, so I don't, I know a lot of people love CoStar. I don't really feel like it's an ethical app. I don't really feel like it's, I feel like it's going to give you mixed messages. Um, I've heard about the pattern. I had the pattern for a while. The pattern felt like a really social thing. I keep up with things with my friends. I like the pattern if you're, you know, kind of in that novice, like, what is astrology? What? I'm going to put my birth chart in something and it's going to tell me, or my birth time, you know, I'm going to put all my birth information and then this app is going to give me feedback on my day every day. Um, so that is kind of a good one if you just want to start maybe getting comfortable with like recognizing things in your life like Mm -hmm. having that awareness because astrology really is about like 
awareness. Yeah. Um, so I like that for kind of getting into it. I've got a couple apps on my phone um, that I just I just like to check in with. So there's an app called Daily Horoscope, and it is just good for the basics. It's going to give you, you know, oh, am I a Gemini? I'm going to go into this and I'm going to pull it up. Here, it's got the dates. It's got the colors. It's got the details. It's got the constellation. It's got, you know, all of those things. It's it's good for just the day-to-day, quick, easy, if you were to do kind of surface-level sun sign astrology. I like this. Um, so, so that one. Um, the next one I like a lot is just called Full Moon. And um, I love that. App. Yes. Yep. So I just really like the full moon. Um, it's got fun transitional noises when different transits hit. So if you have your sound on during the day, you'll hear like That's twinkle, twinkle, that twinkle. That's full moon. Yes. It's the full moon app. And I'm always just like, oh, what just shifted? You know, so then I have to go over and look and see. Um, so I like that one a lot. And um, I had the membership. Crystal, do you have the membership? I stuff? do. I do. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Crystal convinced me to get the membership one time when she was telling me the story about um, like a haircut. Yeah. My haircut. I yeah. had my haircut. Cuts around the moon. <laughs> I remember you said that. She was telling me that, and I subscribe to um, a Vedic astrology newsletter, and so I get every single day I get this newsletter that tells me lots of things like that. So when she told me there was an app out there based upon the moon that also said it, I was like, oh, I've got to have it. Um, so I like that one a lot. And then um, there's another one called Moon Phase, and this is where you start getting more into if you were – excuse me, I'll take a drink. I think I have that one too. I, have um, that. I know I have that one too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, the moon yep. moon phase would be really good. Like let's say if you were to start wanting to get a little bit more precise um, with things and you wanted to start seeing like timing um, of transits and you wanted to start seeing, you know, it's just so much more mm, information, like, you know, facts, math, data kind of a thing. Um, so I like that one for when you're starting to get a little bit more serious. My all-time favorite, and then also the program that I personally work in when I'm working in clients' charts, um, it's called Time Passages. I've. Can you put the, you can make that whole sign? Yes. Because yep. well, I was going to say, I'm waiting for you to be done, because Time Passages is what so my daughter taught me, because she's yes. like been teaching me a lot about astrology herself. Yep. Um, I, but I didn't know the difference. I paid, I, I went it all in. I bought all of their software, got it on my laptop, got it on the iPad, got it on my phone. So I use time passages pro. Um, I keep all my clients charts. Well, I have it downloaded in two different, in two different accounts so I can back everything up because I went through an icky mercury retrograde a couple years ago. But so I, so I learned my lesson. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's my favorite, my favorite, um, professionally and personally now is this time passages pro and yeah there's so many neat um things that you can do within that you know you can do a lot of like um composite and synastry you can do events you can do a chart for people for you know so it really it gives you a lot of options so very powerful there i that's my go-to so yeah, sometimes it just almost gets overwhelming when you're first learning it. That's why yes. I like I like the pattern because, and I heard the creator talk about it um, and like how she wanted it just mm-hmm. to be simplistic for yes. people. And that one is based on your moon sign, which right? You probably immersive. Know too. Yep. Um, I know when I read it, read mine, um, I was like, yeah, and it totally gave. Like I always feel like astrology, tarot, like all this stuff, mm-hmm. it just gives you so much freedom. And like comfort to come in permission, yes, to be like, yeah, that's who I am, and I'm not gonna be um, 
try to like dull yes. that light anymore. Like this is who I am. I'm going to embrace it. Um, this is just me. Definitely. So that's what I love. Very about empowering. It. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I love when it's used in that way. Like when you're talking mm-hmm. about use it to embody it more or mm-hmm. use it to see how you want to create more harmony in your life or any of that type of stuff. Um, you also said, you know, it's awareness. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about, you know, we kind of talked about sun, moon, and rising. Now, I'm just going to guess that some people listening to this are beyond that. Right. So, you know, I know when you and I started doing some stuff together, we first started with, like, Lilith. Right. But <laughs> oh, yeah, we jumped in hard. <laughs> yeah. So, so. What would be some other profound placements, stars, um, meteors, whatever, that you would be like, if you're now dabbling into something newer, look at dot, dot, dot. So Lilith, I love Lilith. Um, Before I mm, went through my journey of, of maturity, of learning how to handle my Lilith, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, she, she terrified me and fi- mm-hmm. finding where I had Lilith at in my chart. I was scared. I was like, I'm doomed. I am doomed forever. Um, I have Lilith in my seventh house of marriage and relationships, <laughs> right? So like all of these very intimate one-to-one partnerships and I'm like, I've got this wild woman running around in there just wreaking havoc. And, um, but so Lilith is a good one because when you really learn what she is asking you to give yourself it's you're just such a tag team you know you're just a power duo wherever Lilith is in your chart um so Lilith I think is a good one because she really heavily approaches your shadow side and um almost instantaneously you know just within her reputation gives you transformation as soon as you're aware you know um so Lilith I think is a great one I I really like to work with um, the north and the south nodes, you know, or your true north node, south node. Um, just that one is something um, I kind of have to like preface with people, like what my beliefs are or where I feel like my truth is at at this point in life, um, you know, regarding like the afterlife and previous lives, things like that. Um, because my my work with the north nodes and the south nodes really taps into um, where we came from, you know, before mm-hmm. before we came here to yes. this to this, to this body yeah. yeah um you know and and I don't when I and then working in the north node I don't really like to move on towards like you know what potentially could come next that would be that wouldn't be something I would I would, I would place there um but my north node really focuses on like what we should be working on in this life like and if it feels so untrue to you good because you've got work to do there um, so I really like working with the North and the South nodes. I think that gives a lot of understanding of like why, why we have these struggles here and how, you know, a lot of times people will see negative things in their charts and they'll say like, but I never did that or I didn't cause that or how could this maybe kind of heavy characteristic characteristic be true of me when I've never done anything to m- make this be a part of myself. And I think that South node can really come into play there. Um, you know, give a lot of like, what, what energy did you come with, you know, attached in this life? What are those going to be those kind of qualities that maybe you more easily default back into that you excel in, but maybe you should step away from, you know, Mm. because they can get negative. Um, So North and South nodes, 
um, I, your Chiron or your Chiron, or I hear people say it a million different ways and spell it with a K or with a C sometimes too. Um, that one is always, I always like, you know, I, I offer one reading, it's called The Juice and it's um, I've been on it's, your website I saw that yep <laughs> you know so, and it, it kind of in, embodies those three those three together um so we look at you know uh the past life south south node kind of what we should be working on working towards in this life with our north node um we go into Lilith because we got to see where those like wild little sneaky blind spots of our personalities are going to just pop out at us that's how I see Lilith just because she is in my seventh house and I have to be so present of her because you know the first time I kind of start doing something that I'm like oh that was a little bit sassy of you like oh there goes Lilith kind of popping out again (laughs) um but you're Lilith because I think she as soon as yeah just awareness with her really changed my life um and then your your Chiron or your Chiron because that's going to show you that kind of like foundational wounding that you probably received in childhood or you know prior to the age of 18 and that's going to be what you're working on healing throughout you know your entire passage in this life yeah. um I, I have a question about that because <clears throat> some of the stuff I've been listening to it's like Aries has been in Chiron is it been in there forever yeah uh, yeah I is mean, it it's ever not in there because <laughs> that's me I since it's my sun sign I'm like it, am I just in like what is what yeah is well actually it just <laughs> um, um, it just <laughs> we just had a transit where it shifted mm, I mean maybe in the last couple of recent years because um you know right now with Aries we're all kind of really like facing issues of like identity and Mm -hmm. putting ourselves out there and like mastering being assertive and not like impulsive with who we are and like how we're going forward in life so that's kind of like this you know the universal lesson we're all working on right now but um I don't know off the top of my head when we shift yet so it's like um, it could be years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, well, I feel like I've been on a healing journey for years. So this a is lot about. of them have long. You know, <laughs> we're talking like four, seven, nine, and then you get to some of the other placements, and it's like eighty-four years. Wow. It shifts. Right. So. Right. So that's I think a great question because isn't like each generation? Yes. What, what's the planet that's almost like? Oh, there's a generational. Oh yeah, you're um uh, Neptune. Neptune, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto, um, sometimes your Saturn, but um, those like outer planets, Neptune, Neptune, Uranus. You know, this change after years. So this is kind of a tangent, but um, I recently heard about what is it like? Cardo astrology. I'm saying it wrong. Where you like map. It's oh, like ask your cartography. Yes. Yes. I was totally (laughs) saying it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool, too. Um, do you do that? A I do. Bit? I okay. do. We should talk about that. We totally There's can. There's so I, much stuff. We need like multiple episodes. I just I know, agreed I to a big project um, yesterday, actually. I, I finished up a really big personal kind of study I've been working on. And I was like, I'm going to take a little bit of a breather. And then I had a client reach out to me who wants to relocate their entire family. And um, I was just like, okay, four people, four relocation charts. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was was cool. When I heard about it and I looked mine up, I was like, um, I'm actually living in a pretty good place right now, which is where I was born. And I come back to, it's not right on one of the Mm -hmm. lines, but yeah, in the close proximity. That's interesting because, and then I thought, well, maybe that's just how it is where everyone's born. It's close Mm -hmm. to that, but it's not. It's vastly different because, yeah, then I quick did my husband's and my oldest daughter. And yeah, they they were all. 
in different places. Like my husband had a lot overseas, which he has been for some military stuff. So that was interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, this line went right through here. And I was born overseas. I was born, like I said, in Germany. And so um, when I take my chart, you know, in an overlay over in Europe, I see all of these like beautiful, wonderful placements. Um, And then here in the U.S., especially right here in Fargo, I've got, you know, kind of some intense ones. And so it's just kind of recognizing what, what those missions are and where you're at with it. But I've got a Sagittarius fourth house of home and family. So I know eventually I'll get back over to the lines I want to live on. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be a good journey. Interesting. Yeah. This person that I heard just was talking about it. I think it was like you're, if you're living along your Pluto line, like just be ready for you to lose everything, everything multiple times. Yeah. But it can still be good. But I was like, Ooh, he's like, don't go there unless you're really ready to Right. <laughs> Have everything taken away from you pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. So. Pluto is such a tricky one. Pluto lines, anything with your Saturn, super, and anything kind of descending a little bit trickier too. But that's something else that I've heard people talk about how your hands can be planets. Mm-hmm. And it's made me really mindful of like what finger to wear rings on. Yeah. But I couldn't remember which one is your, because so your, like your Jupiter finger, your Saturn finger. Um, is the middle finger is the Saturn finger because that yep. I think I remember that because they're like it's like giving yeah the middle finger to like life or you or whatever right. so just be mindful if you're wearing like jewelry on that finger you might be setting yourself yep. up for something yeah I am um, I, I got my hand tattooed a couple years ago and I spent a lot of time kind of thinking about where I wanted everything at and what I wanted everything to be just kind of in that representation of you know pulling all the energy right here front and center on my fingers for everyone to see how am I going to do this Mm. so yeah it's astrology becomes it takes over your whole life after a while (laughs) yeah it sounds like it I mean yeah we all have a million questions so yeah and it provides such insight and stuff so tell us tell us how people can find you tell us what services you offer just tell us okay um let's see how can people find me I'm on Facebook and Instagram and um, Twitter, just Shamani Astrology. And spell that. Okay, Shamani, C-H-A-M-O-N-I-X. All right. Astrology. (laughs) Um, I also have, you know, that's also my website, shamaniastrology.com. Yes, that's how you could find me. Email, um, messages. I would say... it's running a small business is 24 seven all the time. <laughs> so as much as you try and have business hours and days, I kind of, I always like to be a little bit more accessible because working in astrology, you kind of always have to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> transits, what's <laughs> happening right now? Immediately. Yep. Exactly <laughs> that. Um, out to dinner, pulling up someone's chart really quick. I've got to do this guys. It's just work 10 minutes. Um, so you can find me there. Um, you know, with COVID I started doing, um, you know, a lot of things over like Zoom and FaceTime. So there's a couple different ways now that I offer readings that used to just primarily be email. Um, I did in person a little bit, you know, people in the area and I'm always open to that too, but I've kind of started branching into um, some like recordings and, and live, live exchanges, video calls. So that's been fun. And um, what do I offer? Um, at this point in time, I offer anything anyone will ask me to do um Mm. I I love that about you yeah (laughs) I had I had 
for for a little while I had big opinions about the services I was going to offer because I thought this is what I like to do and this is what I don't like to do. And then the things I didn't like to do, of course, people were asking me to do, to do, to do over and over again. And I just, the universe needed me to work through all of those nuances I had, you know, within those mm-hmm. exchanges. Um, but I work a lot in, you know, your one-to-one, your natal reading. So if you come to me for a reading on yourself, um, I do a lot of, um, I just being a mama and working in childcare, I do a lot of children's charts now. That's such a delicate um, chart to interpret. Um, but I do work a lot in children's charts and then also in um, in readings, but you know, energy exchanges between parents and children. So f- a familial synastry is what I'll call it. So I'll be able to look at your um, relationship with your child and kind of how that can play out. So that's been a fun one for me to get into. Um, I do event charts. Um, let's see what else I do a career focused reading, a relationship focused reading. Um, you know, the juice, like I said, where we just explore all of your traumas, (laughs) 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 all of your traumas and impulses in life. So we just tackle that one head on. Um, well, and I feel like that one really ties into so much that we talk about here, because for me, Mm -hmm. having some of that stuff looked at really woke up areas of my own sensuality and feeling like okay I feel good about expressing this in this way it's in my stars you know and that type of stuff right so I feel like that one really ties into a lot of I love everything we talk about when people get kind of like a more um I you know I have the basic the basic chart which isn't basic at all I just the other day I finished a reading and it was 17 pages long and I was like ah here's your basic reading you know um, well and I've got it I've got to interrupt you and say yes like if you were Work with Shamini, expect <laughs> over delivery. As she said, she's a Pisces. Big time. <laughs> so she's like, here, let me work extra hard. Yeah, big and time. Provide let me just you with dive into all pages. of this. <laughs> yep. So um, so the the basic chart, after I do the basic, I'll get a lot of people who come back to me and they'll say, like, you know, wow, let's say, you know, 90% of this resonated with me and some other things don't feel quite true yet. And I'm like, you know, you got to believe the distruths as much as you <laughs> believe the truth. Because a lot of times people don't want to step into their empowerment. You know, they'll say, well, I'm not that, but you have to be. But the other thing that I also hear is like, but there's just something else missing. Or, you know, I'll hear, sometimes I'll hear, I had, you know, I had this thing happen and we didn't really talk about that in there. What do you think that is about? So I'll say, okay, you know, we need to just go one step deeper Mm -hmm. um so the birth chart in itself without those kind of extra placements is such just a wonderful introduction um but when you're really ready for that like healing step of your awareness that's kind of when you go to that next layer um so that so that is a really fun reading that I offer um just because there's so much that we go over. We just go so deep and there's so much connectivity and there's so much, you know, it's, it's, it's just a deep dive and then we work ourselves back out. And that's kind of how I feel when I write the reading, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that one is a, that one is a really good one that, that I like to do now, um, when people are ready. And that's kind of my other thing too. And just, um, when I say like, I like to have an ethical practice, I'm never going to ask someone or I'm never going to push something on someone that I don't really think they're aware yet or ready for. Like, you know, just because I could, maybe push you in the oh yeah my $100 reading well it's got all of it but maybe you're just ready for the $30 reading and that's kind of the way to approach astrology I think best to like really get it get all of it for for what it is understanding it for like the art that it is and the language that it is it's just breaking it down bit by bit so if I send you 15 pages maybe just read one a day 
Mm, I love all of that. Yeah, that's cool. Everyone's going to want to contact you now (laughs) and get a reading. I know I do. Mercury retrograde station. Well, Mercury stations direct in two weeks. So I'll just have to make sure my website's clear of errors. Well, that's, (laughs) you know, that's something I was was just curious about, like what you have to say about going, what's going on now? Because we're in Libra season. We're in Libra season right now. Mercury retrograde. So is there anything we should be aware of, things we should avoid? Sure. So, um, you know, so Mercury retrograde happens twice a year. You know, typically twice a year. Every now and then you'll catch some goofy year where you'll get it like three times or get the tail end of it somewhere else kind of thing. But typically twice a year it happens. So um, it is a big, big deal because things go. Mercury is such a fast moving planet that when Mercury is retrograde, we just notice it so much more because it's how we communicate. It's how we exchange. It's how we drive. It's how we text. It's how we look up something online. You know, it's, you know, the comment that your boss says to you. It's the way you plug in your computer. It's so many just... Like human things. Yes, yes. You know, just that mundane every mundane every day. Um, so we really realize that one. But right now, outside of Mercury, there's four other planets, five other planets that are also stationed retrograde. So we have, over the summer, kind of just been in this gradual pull back to redo. Um, but this podcast is very auspicious timing because now in the next two weeks, actually starting tomorrow with Saturn, everything starts stationing direct again. Actually, Pluto stationed direct last week, so I misspoke. Um, but so now, so we started with Pluto, and then we're going to go into Saturn, and then we'll have Mercury and Jupiter and Uranus. So we've got everything kind of right now. So it's kind of just like imagine everything going on in your life, and it's just kind of slingshotting backwards over the last six months. So in the next two weeks, everything is going to station direct, and then we're going to go into an eclipse season um so it's like the pullback to launch and while you're in launch you're gonna fumble 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 and hopefully get some really cool tricks out while you're you know (laughs) while you're in the air mid-spin diving off the the diving board yeah (laughs) and then um and then we're gonna land right around christmas time and jupiter is gonna station direct um out of aquarius into pisces we're gonna have all of these like phenomenal blessings that really start popping up like january through february of 2022 but so right now today and through Christmas, um, slow down, be present, Mm -hmm. watch the way that your energy levels affect your communication. Um, those are going to be big ones. Your impulses within your action and your emotions are going to more directly impact the way that you spend and the way that you budget and that is going to more directly impact the way that you give and receive energy with other people because we're really going through this transformation of like um self-identity and self-worth right now as well um so i a lot of a lot of common sense retrograde periods are really just kind of like common sense periods so for for myself um this mercury retrograde i had something like 19 projects that I was working on and typically I don't let my project list get over like 10 but I just kept on going with it I was feeling really good and all of a sudden I was like wow I have a lot of people waiting for readings right now and then I saw Mercury was about to station retrograde and I was like crap 
you know, I'm, I'm going to miss my deadlines because, um, because I always give a deadline, you know, that I like to work towards. It's, it's a longer deadline, but I always like to give a deadline. And I was for the, really one of the very first times I was like, I am not going to miss a deadline on these or I'm going to miss a deadline on these orders. And these people aren't going to get this and I'm going to have to deal with like whatever their reactions are. And, um, then Mercury stationed retrograde and I got this whoosh of energy. And, um, it was like, 4.30 before, you know, 4.30 on October 1st. And that's when I said I was going to have all of these projects out by was 5 o'clock on October 1st. And I emailed my last one off. And I was just like, man, this Mercury retrograde made a lot of crazy stuff happen in my schedule in the last two weeks. But it gave me so much time to sit down and to work and to write. Um, and it was, I just needed to redo. I needed to redo my mental discipline. I needed to redo my commitment. I needed to redo what my schedule looked like. I needed to redo what my, uh, you know, emotional and mental commitment looked like within the schedule I had made for myself. And, um, I think it's just during retrogrades, we just need to like take a step back, turn on our critical thinking, say, yes, this is what I have been doing. This was a misstep. It's not the end of the world. How can I redo it? How can I get myself in a better position? And then all the planets station direct and you go. <laughs> mm, yeah, that makes sense. That's how I felt too. I was like, wow, it's Mercury retrograde. Like, I feel really good. Like, this is awesome. And the last Mercury retrograde, it was not awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a, this one's been like a big second chance. Um, and that's yeah, kind of the thing with, yes. um, with like Libra season too. And then we had like the Libra new moon. Um, and it's all just about, it was like a Mercury retrograde while Venus was in Scorpio with all of these Libra themes and everything was just saying like, get intense and find balance, like reconnect to your passion and mm -hmm. reconnect to where you need balance at and like, just get it done. But Libra's so tactful that, you know, you're going to, you're, you're going to find it, whatever the balance is, it's going to shift. It's going to assess. It's going to reweigh, remeasure, get you back there. You just have to be open to doing it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Just if people could just be open, aware, critical thinking, we should be fine. That's mm. cool. I like what I like that. There's some blessings coming in 2022 because yes. I also feel like I don't know what was happening if it was just my life or in the skies. But the other day, just this week, I was looking, going through old emails, and I was like, "Wow, like where have I been from July till now?" I feel like August and September. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what happened to them? I'm like, did I forget to respond to even email? Like, yeah. it was just a really foggy time yeah. for me. And I'm just curious because I feel more embodied again now. Ooh. Since we came back in Mercury retrograde. Yes. Okay. So I'm so just curious if that's like a thing. I have to tell you this too. Well, um, you know, so Mercury retrograde, I like to now see it as um, a second chance you know, so that it's like your second opportunity. So a Mercury retrograde to me now feels like personally, I get the opportunity to go back and redo this, you know, wherever I misstepped this, is, you know, this is that. So it really is that blessing. People could talk about astrology as gloom and doom all day long. And some people do, and some people like that, but after a while you've got to just, you know, spin it around and kind of put some humor in there and say, okay, well we can just, face our missteps and, and deal with it like adults or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever age you're at kind of thing, maturity. Um, but this other thing, 
this other, you know, just cosmic phenomena that we've been experiencing has a lot to do with um, Neptune and Uranus lately. People don't ever really talk about Neptune and Uranus. They're kind of like, you know, they're in the outfield. They don't, they don't get into the game too much. And um, people will say, well, like they're outer generational planets. They don't really cause, you know, too much impact kind of thing. And what I have come to find actually is that is not true at all. <laughs> um, the craziest, wildest, most fast-paced things have happened to me on a day where I look at my personal transits and Uranus popped up and there was this lightning bolt of change in my life that day where there'd be energy or an event you know and something just shifted and there's nothing else going on and I'm just like wow what was that you know and um, Uranus kind of is that lightning bolt and it just strikes in and creates action um, so that that's been happening a lot lately we've had some really dominant um, um, transits pop up and then the other thing with Neptune is that Neptune was really going through some kind of wild transits through the summer and um, we're going to dip back into those right around Christmas again um, just one more time <laughs> but um, for a little while and um, it just kind of intentionally puts you in a fog so that you almost have to be overwhelmed with your feelings to the point of not being able to associate what your feelings are so that when the transit is over you are just so aware of the disconnection you've been living in that you're like okay hey let's start life again um and so though yeah so sometimes I hear people will tell me things like that and they're like I don't even know where I was or like what was in this entire month or 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 sometimes I'll hear in a relationship chart, they'll be like, where was I at this entire relationship? And I'll say like, oh, well, his son just completely illuminated your Neptune. So who knows where you were, you know, <laughs> like, we don't know. We don't know where you were either. Don't feel bad about it. You know, so mm, it's that's interesting. I mean, I a hundred percent, that's exactly how I was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. crazy. Well, I am glad to help you with the clarity. <laughs> yeah. So is that, is that just for like the like consciousness and people as a whole, that whole Neptune thing was going on. It was, it was going on, but you know, the thing is, so people will say like, well, if it's, if it's going on for, you know, the whole collective, then why is it, how can it impact me? And that's when you would go to like your daily transits in your natal chart and you would say like, okay, so what was this big transit doing in my tiny little chart that day? And that's where you can start to see like the big impact those outer placement planets have. Mm. So you won't really, sometimes stuff like with Pluto, um, when a transit starts or if you hit a midpoint or kind of like a key date um, where it's at like a tighter, tighter angle, you know, essentially, um, then then you'll start seeing kind of like more quick things happening with Pluto. Um, Saturn is a little bit more of a gradual um, Neptune and Uranus. Like, they're, yeah, they're just kind of like those out to field guys. But when they step in, they really step in. So mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. Interesting. Fun to keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, I love all of it. And I, I do. I think we could like, we'll have to have you back. Because yeah, you. <laughs> I know it would be fun to have you back a f like a few times a year just to kind of update us on like what's going on. Yeah. Well, and I think it might be fun too. So I know um, we've wanted to go live before and we've decided, okay, no, we're going to stick with recordings, but maybe we could do like a, almost like a mini live where maybe like three people could call in oh, or something so fun. and just yeah. kind of do a little something, something, or, you know, maybe we could have people send their information or something and then yeah. just do like a mini something yeah, <laughs> like yeah. current transits or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that I would be a blast. Like I said, there's the um, eclipses that are coming up in the next couple yeah. of months. So those will be so interesting to see. And it, just even briefly, what, 
what does that mean? What's going to um, happen? Eclipse, what to be aware of? Uh, there's uh, lunar and solar eclipses. And um, okay, so in 2020, we had seven of them. Yeah, and it is when the sun and the moon just get in each other's way. Someone just budges in front of the other one and they block each other out. And um, that is like, you know, that's the best way I can describe that. You know, no math on the table. Um, and so when it does happen it is like this divine act of god you know that absolutely had to happen someone had to overpower the other one to create this instance because this is what you needed right now and um, this year we only have four (laughs) so that is like such a relief from last year because 2020 was insane Um, but this year we had two of them uh, may and june they're just they're two weeks apart and then we'll have um, two more um, end of November, beginning of December. I believe the 18th and the 6th, November 18th and December 6th. They're in um, Sagittarius and Taurus, and so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to kind of see what when when the moon budges in front of the sun and then the sun budges back in front of the moon. What that two week toss up? Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of like um, it's some people will say it's like going into a portal or you're going into a wormhole or whatever analogy you want to use. But uh, when the eclipse starts, you step in and you come out two weeks later on the other side and mm-hmm. sometimes it's crazy sometimes it's not you got to look at your current transits to see but um i noticed like in may nothing too wild was happening for me but everyone around me was having the craziest stuff in the world go on and i could kind of see how it was impacting and mirroring in my own life but i didn't i wasn't feeling it so deeply just because of where it was happening in my chart but it's yeah interesting yeah i've heard people say that's like when big things can mm-hmm. happen like Maybe you get married or divorced or you get pregnant or like just major life changing things can happen. You get in a car accident or you get a new job or yeah, you know, really anything kind of like that. And it's life altering. Big time. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. Exciting. Yes. I know. So there's (laughs) a little bit of tenseness now that everybody is thinking about that <laughs> we'll take a deep breath everyone yeah Let it go, go shake. <laughs> it'll be over before you have to start um oh no well let's see it's it'll happen right around the time everybody starts seeing their family for the holiday so good luck <laughs> <laughs> i love it well everyone check out shamani instagram facebook what else did you say your website, website. at com, and we hope you enjoy the ride Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for musing about with Crystal and Katie. You can find all kinds of amazing classes and resources with Crystal at aliveness.academy or you can find her with crystalpleasurefairy.com and Katie you can find at wellnesswithkatie.com. That's K-A-T-I-E wellnesswithkatie.com. Enjoy your day and have fun musing about and living fully alive.